0: everyone, today we have a very exciting conversation coming up with Shriya Garg, co-founder of Content Ninja. So she's going to share insights on marketing opportunities in this era of metaverse and she's here. Welcome to Dr. Shriya.
1: Hi, so glad to be here Rishabh, how are you?
0: Very good, very good Shriya and I must tell to all our listeners as well there are not many people uh, who know about this term as well, right? And, mm-hmm. and uh, I was telling you the other day as well, there are very few women in this field. And I think I'm mm-hmm. glad that I'm speaking to you to know more about this subject you know, while, we, while we discuss. Thank you so much. So to all our listeners, let me briefly talk about Shriya and her experience. She went on to scale her startup and sell it all before the age of 25. She co-founded Content Ninja with Mayank Gulati, which is one of India's best B2B SaaS and FinTech marketing and growth agencies. Today, it's a platinum tier HubSpot partner and a recipient of multiple awards. A chartered accountant, Shriya is a member of Global Shapers program, World Economic Forum, and has also been treasurer of BNI Global Sanskriti Chapter. She is a fellow of Startup Leadership program, Delhi Chapter. She's also an author, having sold more than ten thousand copies of her book, and a blogger with fifteen thousand visitors. Sriya, इतना कुछ अपने I
1: think this bio <laughs> missed out that I'm also a chartered accountant. I always forget sometimes, <laughs> but uh, I'm a chartered accountant as well.
0: Well, awesome. So, Shriya, uh you know, while while we speak, more and more people are joining us, and mm-hmm. uh, so before we talk about this topic, uh, you know, since Uh, You've already started a startup, you've sold it. So if you can just talk a little bit about your journey, how did you become an entrepreneur and what led you to choose entrepreneurship?
1: Sure. Happy to talk about it. I wish uh, in hindsight that there was a lot of planning. I think there was a lot of organic uh, evolution that happened. So basically, I was working with PwC. I was finishing my articleship to finish my CA and I felt really creatively unfulfilled by the work that I was doing, that and um, I had started freelancing as a writer. This was in 2015, so content writing and the creative economy was not the hundred billion dollar industry that it is today. Um, at that time, journalism meant basically uh, working in war zone areas or odd working hours and not very, not a lot of financial stability. So uh, it was a lot of confusion at that time. That what should I do with my life? But um, I tried to think of what I would regret the least in the future. And I th- felt that at that time, given my age, it was easier to quit something and start something of your own because you don't have a lot of opportunity costs. There's no, l- there's no large salary that is sort of holding you back. So the opportunity cost was the least at that point of time. And it made sense for me to really attempt whatever I wanted to do. So I started freelancing as a writer and, uh, um, I had a client in the US who appreciated the fact that I was from a finance background and it helped uh, because he also ran an open startup. So because of that, um, I got access to a great mentor and uh, I decided to put in my papers at PwC and um, very, very organically that freelance solopreneur business sort of evolved into Content Ninja. Um, we started hiring more and more people. Mayang joined me as a co-founder. And uh, I think we got lucky, honestly. This is a very burgeoning industry, lot of demand in the market. Uh, Sequoia says that every company will be a content company in the future. So I think it was a luck of great people and great timing, and that's that's where we are right now.
0: Well, uh, Shreya, uh I must tell you, because see norm, most people think about it, right? And whereas and mm-hmm. you're the one who has executed that. So I think kudos to you, the way you pulled it off altogether. And now you're you're, you're, a platinum tier partner for HubSpot as well. So in an Mm -hmm. industry which was possibly not or or something alien to you and from finance, you shifted and and it's kudos to you. Thank you so much. So Sreea, coming to the topic, uh, you know, um, uh, since there is so much of uh, buzz about this world. So if you Mm -hmm. can explain what is this metaverse and why do you think it is such a revolutionary concept in its first place?
1: Sure. So I think it's potentially revolutionary. It is yet to play out. Obviously, Mark Zuckerberg and um, big big techies like Andreessen Horowitz, they're very bullish in it. But there are also there's also Jack Dorsey and Elon Musk who have who very valid counterpoints as well. But essentially, the term metaverse means, literally, it means a world outside. So it's essentially a multi-experience platform which is as close to the real world as possible. Think of it as a 3D internet in which people will use 3D avatars to interact with the 3D virtual world. So it basically it engages all of your organs. Um, sensory organs. Imagine you can sit on the same couch as your friend. Who is thousands of miles away. Or you could actually have. If you are working remotely. You could have a virtual version of your workplace. Or maybe you are at the beach. But you are virtually in your office. So enthusiasts believe that we will have a future. Where we will be transported to digital settings. That feel really real. So if somebody is pinching your arm in the metaverse. You might feel it. Um, in your brain so it's it's actually not a very new concept it was started by it, there was a game called second life in 2007 and nike has had a store on the metaverse since 2016 but it's just become much more hyped one because of the adoption in cryptocurrencies as well as uh, with the fact that facebook changed its name to meta
0: oh absolutely because uh, since the time that facebook rebranded itself i think it yeah. became a buzzword right and and people right. started uh, uh, you know, looking out for the storm. So, mm-hmm. can you can you explain how Meta, as in Facebook, and Metaverse are different?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Facebook has been very bullish on the Metaverse, and it has been investing very heavily in virtual real- reality and augmented reality. So, it has a few years ago, it developed the Oculus VR headset. And it's also working on AR glasses and wristband technologies. It has bought a bevy of VR gaming studios, including Big Box VR. I think it has about 10,000 employees that are already working on virtual reality. So, um, he he Zuckerberg believes that it makes sense to invest deeply because he believes that it will be the next big computing platform. So, that is why Facebook rebranded itself as Meta. And that is the Meta. That is one Meta. Uh, but the Meta was obviously... Um, is a completely decentralized platform which includes any program or any service or any um, that lets you engage with other people in a digital or virtual environment so like a Pokemon Go that you might have played or Facebook's Horizon Workrooms they're examples of Metaverse but obviously it's different from the company Meta so Meta as a company is investing in the Metaverse but that is a completely decentralized internet by itself does that make sense?
0: Absolutely absolutely Shriya so uh, just that Uh, puts me to ask you another question Uh, when you said uh, because Facebook introduced those VR devices and all, so how Mm -hmm. will will actually users be uh, experiencing Metaverse? Uh, Do you see more and more VR devices coming into the market or do you think that even through handheld devices uh, people will start using it in the times to come? What so
1: actually, yeah. yeah, so actually the hardware is one of the biggest challenges of Metaverse because uh, that is actually Elon Musk's argument as well that you can have a mobile in your face the whole day but you can't really carry around a VR headset. So uh, that technology is still evolving in terms of the hardware. So VR headsets would be one way uh, but what, what brands are trying to do is make that access more easy. So you have these 3D goggles um that that people might use there are wristbands that are coming in or ar glasses that are coming in but it's a very evolving technology and we have to see how it becomes easier to access that will drive its eventual
0: adoption true true so uh so yeah, i mean there is there is too much of buzz even about one more, one more term called as web 3.0 right so can you explain the yeah. relationship between metaverse and web 3.0 are they same are they different How how, how are the things placed
1: Sure. Great question. So, um, I have to go back into a little bit of the history of the Web 1, 1.0 and 2.0. So, for listeners who are not aware, um, Web 1.0 was from, I believe, 1990s to 2004-2005, where basically you could go to get information on the internet, but the number of people who were creating content uh, were fewer than the people who were consuming it after 2004-2005 web 2.0 came into the picture which meant that users are creating their own content and information so this is where we started to interact using social media posts on Facebook where we start creating and sharing our own videos on YouTube and we you know leave comments everywhere so that was web 2.0 now web 3.0 which is still emerging is, um, that is, is basically decentralized internet where we would have decentralized web browsers uh, and we would see blockchain technology emerges as the backbone of Web 3.0. So what it means in practical terms is that instead of spending all our time on Facebook or Google that own and monetize that data that we create on their platforms, we will essentially use our own social networks and search engines and other apps that will use blockchain to let us control that data. So NFTs are actually a great example of Web 3.0. So to answer the original question, while Web 3.0 is mainly about who will own, and who will control tomorrow's internet. The Metaverse centers on how users will experience their internet of the future. So the Metaverse is a part of the Web 3.0. So instead of talking to your co-workers through a video conferencing service like uh, like a Zoom, for example, you might don a VR headset and engage with their virtual avatars in a virtual space. So uh, instead of texting somebody on Facebook Messenger, you might agree to meet in a virtual music festival, right, where real-life musicians will perform as their digital avatars. So that is the Metaverse. Uh, but Web 3.0 3- is the information architecture
0: layer. Got it, got it. So it will, it will be, uh, Metaverse appears to be more of an immersive experience of the internet. A- absolutely, yeah. Got it, got it. So, uh, uh, Sreya, do you think Metaverse is here to stay uh, per se when you look at, because especially considering crypto price fluctuations, uh, even the adoption is low, though there is a lot mm. of noise out there, but <laughs> technically the adoption levels are still still pretty low out there.
1: Right, um, I think it's a very hard question to answer because it's a really emerging technology. It's certainly not fully formed yet, so nobody can really predict how it will take shape, just how big it will get um and how much you know we will live in it. but I think during uh because of the pandemic, a lot of in person events uh, a lot of in person activities have been cancelled, and people are creating virtual conferences, for example, uh, and using already using the internet to facilitate that. And Metaverse is one more channel to enable that. So the iconic show of famous um, rapper Travis Scott, who performed in Fortnite, uh, which is one of the most popular games uh, in the Metaverse right now. Uh, though the response to that is polarized, there is no doubt that the visuals are really... St- I think uh, Sria's got a call.
0: So yeah, you're on mute if at all you're talking.
1: Okay. Can you hear me now?
0: Yes, I can. I can. Yeah. Sorry, Go yeah, I got a call. Right.
1: So um, the Travis Scott's uh, rapper show, that is a great example of uh, people adopting the metaverse. And while it is not the same as an in-person event, I do feel that it is not going to slow down. The hype is not going to slow down anytime soon as more and more people start being introduced to it. But it is, again, uh, there are challenges to its adoption, not just the currency and the payments, but also, um, uh, around regulation. Um, so we have to sort of see how that plays out. It's very early to predict. I do feel that it is here to stay, stay if my opinion counts.
0: Got it. Got it. So, uh, can you, can you talk about, uh, some of the opportunities that brands have, uh, when they engage with c- consumers uh, on the Metaverse?
1: Sure? Right. Yeah. Um, again so metaverse is basically a channel right and you don't have new channels that come around very often so for brands it's a great opportunity to leverage a new channel or a new medium of reaching a new audience or even their existing audience so and there are unlimited ways to do this so you have native in game advertising for example um you can sell virtual goods for your consumers avatars to use You could offer, for example, limited edition digital collectibles. You could create virtual venues and host virtual events. So um, Paris Hilton threw a New Year's Eve party to ring in 2022 on the Metaverse. And even the Times Square New Year's Eve ball drop was um, replicated virtually in the decentralized Metaverse. So there are brands that are already using it. And um, again, creativity is the limit in terms of how you can utilize really.
0: Oh, absolutely. But Shreya, since you mentioned that this this uh, uh, metaverse itself is evolving, right? I mean, yeah. there is there is still uh, which way it go. There are not there is no clear answer out there. Yeah. But then, do you think this is the right time uh, to invest in metaverse marketing, or should brands uh, wait for a little more time uh, for this space to get a little more mature? I think
1: it's it's a very um, individual question that depends on that brand's unique context. So. Um, There are brands that are already doing it, there are brands that are waiting. So, what is your DNA as a brand? Are you an aggressive, fast mover? Do you have money that you are ready to invest um, that is sitting idle, perhaps? So, um, I think there is a first mover advantage to be gained, but there is also a second mover advantage to be gained. So, it depends on the individual brand and how aggressive they want to be. Uh, For example, this brand called New Sky XR, it has hosted 11 events Uh, Microsoft is making enterprise metaverse there are trade shows and b2b conferences that are happening on the metaverse so there are brands that are leveraging it uh, but it it is really I would I would recommend that if if you can you leverage it because I do believe it's here to stay and if nothing else you get buzzword uh, and you just get the, the novelty of doing something on the metaverse can be a great way to attract attention and build awareness for your brand even if it's not fully successful so it really depends on the own uh, the brand's wallet and the brand brand's DNA and how aggressive it wants to be. Essentially,
0: got it, got it. But uh, you know, since metaverse marketing, which is in spite of being a new concept, uh, in your opinion, have you seen it is relevant only for the B two C brands, or even the B two B clients of yours are asking or inquiring about it? What is your sense out of that?
1: Absolutely. So, business essentially boils down to meeting your customers where they are at the right time, right? So, um, that is equally applicable for B2B. So, And more and more B2C techniques are seeping into B2B. Every customer wants personalization. They want the same care and attention, irrespective of the fact whether they're B2B and B2C. So, the the way I was talking about having trade shows and B2B conferences, having uh, virtual reality office spaces, they're all examples of B2B use cases. For metaverse, and uh, again, Microsoft is already investing in enterprise metaverse, which will be selling to enterprises. So, Microsoft Teams, which is their equivalent of Zoom, already has launched digital av- digital avatars. So, there are ways that it is bleeding into the B two B side as well, um, and there are there are events happening on B two B, B two B events happening on the metaverse. I think there have been more than ten thousand events that have been hosted. Uh, already so which is which are fully immersive and interactive so it is definitely bleeding into b2b as well um, again how brands are creatively utilizing it that remains to be seen beyond conferences and uh, office spaces but i do feel that uh, b2b is also paying attention to this trend
0: so oh, you made an interesting point shriya because when you said microsoft is also getting into this uh, space right and they target the enterprise clients. so uh, how okay. do you see this space shaping up in india i mean uh, just from your own little perspective uh, that Content Ninja is getting to these different brands. Uh, what is your sense there when it comes to Indian market per se?
1: So I think the Gen Z audience is really interested, the millennial Gen Zers um, who are already investing in crypto. Uh, they're very excited to get in on the fad, but uh, the brands that we work with, which are more senior, uh, more older, the decision makers or the CXOs are perhaps um, baby boomers they are fairly skeptical of the technology uh, and they are fairly skeptical of that investment um, I think there's a lot of fear around regulation etc as well in India so the adoption is fairly slower around crypto as well theres privacy and data security issues um, so uh, there are there are hardware accessibility issues so there, there is more skepticism i feel in india and i'm yet to see a brand actionably talk about utilizing the metaverse but i feel like that's going to change fairly soon and we have to keep an eye out and be creative for our clients and suggest ways that they could use it
0: got it so you expect this to happen within this year itself i mean uh, 2022 itself to shape up in some form
1: I I feel like it also depends on how the larger markets perform and what the rest of the world does. So markets have been slowing down overall and there's crypto um, and uh, other currencies have also been slowing down. So there are a lot of uh, external forces at play. It's very hard to predict it like that. But I do feel that we will see significant movement in this year. But I think the metaverse will only fully realize its potential in the next 5 to 10 years.
0: Got it, got it. So, uh, so yeah, any challenges that you foresee when it comes to Metaverse that brands need to be mindful of for say? Um,
1: Of course, there are a lot of challenges given how new it is. Um, the number one challenge is accessibility of hardware. Right now, uh, VR, headset etc. are not lightweight, they're not portable or even affordable for the general janta. Uh, And until you have that in place, you cannot have wide-scale adoption. Then you also have issues with identity verification. How do you know that the person who's using that avatar is that person in real life? So um, catfishing is just going to get on a different level altogether, right? So you need to build in systems for facial scanning or retinal scanning or even voice recognition for authentication. And then there's a larger issue around currency and digital payments. So there's so many currencies. How do you sort of enable seamless exchange? and safe exchange of um, money. Um, You also have, given that metaverse is not in a physical space, it's in a virtual space. So by definition, it sort of transcends digital borders and international borders. So who has law and jurisdiction power and who will uh, regulate that if there are virtual crimes? That's also a very large question. And then you also have data breaches and privacy because they're not just storing email IDs or passwords, they're also storing behavior and a lot of other sensitive data that could, if, if leaked, it could, mean, it, it could have serious consequences. So there are a lot of challenges that brands have to keep in mind. But I think that's that's normal for any new technology. When the internet came, it came with its own challenges. So I don't think they will slow it down. Uh, I don't think they will impact its eventual outcome, but it might slow slow things down a little bit.
0: Got it, got it. So uh, Shriya, can you throw some light on the benefits and ut- utility of buying NFTs for brands? Because you did mention about NFTs right? Uh, in, in the earlier conversation. Mm-hmm. So, what is the benefit that people derive out of uh, buying nft for brands i understand buying it for say amitabh and dropping the NFT <laughs> and people are going for it but when it comes to brands what are the benefits involved
1: so um one because nft is such an interesting new concept um, it can help increase conversion and drive revenue for different brands so uh, it can help you create a unique experience uh it can encourage interaction and just create more interest and buzz in your product so for example um, Taco Bell recently utilized some NFTs for a sale so they wanted to they have a foundation and they want to raise funding for that foundation so they put up about 25 NFTs um, they were basically GIFs and they started at a bidding price of a dollar but um, within I think 30 minutes they were all sold out and some of them went up for as much as thousands of dollars I think the highest uh, sale that from went from $1 to about so it was a clever move and it generated a lot of buzz on social which is always good for business so it used it very effectively to drive awareness and support a good cause so uh, and they are both potent factors that can help drum up business so there are definitely a lot of utility there's a lot of utility for for brands to buy NFTs
0: got it got so uh, I think there are a few questions in the chat box Ria but before that I'll, I'll ask you one more question any risk that you see around NFTs and the transactions that happen in metaverse? Because you did touch base this point in in your earlier conversation. Because especially the regulatory scenario itself is not very clear in India. There was a crypto bill that the government was planning in the winter session, which yeah. didn't happen, right? So again, it's going gone back to the drawing board. So so, what are the risks involved? Uh, if you can just throw some light there.
1: Right. So um, there are a lot of, uh, with any new technology, I, I already talked about some of the risks on privacy, payments, etc. Uh, some other risks are also just investing in scam NFTs, for example. So the, when the Netflix series Squid Games came out, um, there was uh, a digital token that was inspired by it. It was, it was sort of brand marketed as a play-to-earn metaverse game. And it turned out to be a complete scam, uh, and it lost all of its value almost instantly. So the developers essentially just ran away with all the funds. Uh, there was recently another news about uh, an NFT project developer who disappeared with about three million dollars. Uh, along with that, there's data breaches, etc. So there is a lot of risk around buying and trading in NFTs because you don't. Uh, sometimes it can get hard to verify authenticity, um, and you consumers can often lose out on that. So that is something that uh you consumers should be careful about, and again with with the regulatory scenario not clear yet, who knows what will happen so I think it's it's for the uh, brave hearts and uh, uh, you have to figure out how to utilize it, keeping the risk in mind
0: true, true that absolutely, Shriya, no doubt so uh, i'll I'll take few questions from the uh, listeners uh, so Rahul, one of our listeners is asking a question uh Shriya, is there only one metaverse? Or is it multi-dimensional?
1: Um, so there are multiple metaverses. Uh, so you have Decentraland, um, you have Fortnite. So uh, there are different brands getting setting up different metaverses, and uh, it is it is multi-dimensional. Each metaverse, by definition, is a three di- three-dimensional metaverse. But yes, there are multiple metaverses for you to experiment and join.
0: I think there'll be many more coming up as well.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely.
0: So uh, Subham is asking: Is MetaVerse secure in terms of data usage and access?
1: Um, we just discussed about that. So there are some issues around data breaches, and in terms of, um, for example, even transferring money uh, to buy cryptocurrency. So even finance and other uh, regulated crypto exchanges, you have to sometimes transfer money using UPI, etc., which is, all of it is non-reversible. So there are concerns around payment transfers and data, and you have to sort of operate with your with caution on any of
0: it true in fact I was uh, reading uh, it was was there in the news uh, a couple of uh, days back as well that ASCII uh, has given some regulations right that uh, all these crypto platforms need to use it while advertising yeah so I think there are some new rules also coming up uh, it's a dynamic
1: space yeah rules are changing very quickly so um, one you know and crypto is also such a volatile market overall so there's always a risk of that as well
0: True, true. So, uh, Milan, our another listener has asked the question that how can an end user make money out of Metaverse? What are the potential opportunities for customers for employability, creation and usage?
1: So, uh, the one one way that you can make money is to create and launch your own NFTs uh, and you trade NFTs. There are also games coming up, play to earn games coming up where you can uh, my, play games to make money and earn in cryptocurrencies. So, these are the most common ways that i know of how to make money um from the metaverse and then obviously you can like build a business on top of it sell virtual products virtual items for avatars host virtual events so there are a lot of ways that you can make money through that as well
0: true true and priyanka has uh, asked a question that hi shriya don't you think metaverse has of course a huge commercial market ahead but on the contrary we'll take over with actual reality like core internet and social media has done
1: i think there is a lot of mental health um, com, uh, implications for the metaverse as well which is how it is with social social media and anything that sort of permeates your life to that extent right will have uh, behavioral impact uh, and again that is supposed to we have to see and we have to observe and and um, sort of proceed with caution uh, the movie uh, the documentary social uh, dilemma i think um it is highlighted so much impact on the mental health uh due to facebook and instagram so it will definitely impact uh behavior behavior of people and how how much time do we spend on our phones and on our systems versus in real life uh, i think there can be an argument made for living in the present physical present as well um that is a very interesting point and we have to see how that plays out
0: true true no, in fact, uh, Shriya, the other thing is also because in a way that it is trying to, uh, metaverse is, uh, you know, bringing immersiveness to the current, uh, uh, you know, two-dimensional social media, right? Yeah. So I think since it's just an, another angle to it, but, uh, you know, since being a technology are very new in, in its world, so you're right, I think we need to wait and watch uh, in that sense.
1: Yeah, I think it's also like excessive, uh, ex- the how excessively you use it, right? So if you're spending your whole day um, in the metaverse or on the metaverse that obviously is not going to help but uh, if you can use it wisely you can use it to uh, you know stay in touch with your friends you can use it for work uh, to feel closer to your clients or your team so there are positive there is a lot of positive commercial impact but uh, the usage in our hands also will dictate its final implications
0: absolutely absolutely maybe to, to to add on to it priyanka also the fact is uh, uh, if, you, if you look at zoom calls or or microsoft teams calls right earlier nobody expected these things to have to pick up this way right zoom was there for many many years but it was only something like pandemic which came up and then people became used to these uh, uh, regular video calls and all right so uh, it's up to you the way that people use it So definitely there is a huge commercial market ahead and brands as as there are brands who are, who are using it in a wise manner as well. So, uh, Shriya, uh, before you leave, right, there are there are so many students who are listening us live. Can you talk about some career opportunities uh, as well when it comes to Metaverse and how things are evolving?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, there are a lot of opportunities and jobs that will be created with the Metaverse um, for hardware, for software, for gaming, storytelling, cybersecurity. So, um, one obvious could be uh, like an AR or VR research scientist. This is usually already being, there's actually all these top tech companies are already hiring. So for folks who are in engineering background, who from an engineering background, or uh, who are learning computer vision, graphics or computational imaging, um, if you can get a PhD, you can also become an AR and VR research scientist. I think it's going to be the future equivalent of data scientists today. uh, Very high in demand, high paying jobs. Um, and also you, the metaverse will not just be code. It will also be hardware. So you will need sensors. You would need cameras, you would need headsets. So you could have, you could become a sensor builder as well, where if you're an electrical engineer, for example, where you can create complex consumer electronics, then you will have video game designers. You will have world builders. Um, you will have storytellers. So if you're into gaming, if you're a marketer, all of those jobs could also exist for you in the metaverse, then cybersecurity consultants. Um, you know, all of these jobs would exist for you in the Metaverse.
0: True, true. In fact, Anand, another listener had put in this similar question that in Metaverse, marketing people will get more employed. But I think the answer is not only marketing, there are many other opportunities coming up as well. I mean, the business will also move on this, uh, you know, going forward.
1: I mean, for marketers, right, you would, now you're thinking as a social media, with Facebook came social media marketing as a job title. Um, So I I I yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Right. So I was saying that with Facebook, for example, or with social media, there came a job designation for social media marketing. So likewise, you will have a metaverse marketing position whose job is to basically figure out how to make the most of this channel and get the most um, ROI. So um, for any, for I think for for different roles, there will be different uh, for different functions. There will be opportunities, and you have to upskill and keep an eye out how it's evolving and make the most of it.
0: Absolutely. It's, it's more about unlearning and upskilling at the same time.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I think, uh, so Shriya, we've covered all the questions from the listeners as well. I think, uh, so it, it was uh, lovely speaking to you right. to know more about this technology. And I think uh, we would like to have you again uh, sometime in the future because this is an evolving technology. Absolutely. Right? So maybe we can have another round of conversation, uh, you know, uh, maybe a couple of months down the line how how you see this situation evolving in India, right, over a period. So, I think uh, it was great, Shriya, speaking to you and look forward to having you again.
1: Thank you so much. It was great interacting with all of you. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Thanks Thank you, listeners, yeah. for joining us. Thank you. Bye. Bye.